Welcome to Exposed Conferences Season 2. I'm your host, Christina Danielle. Thank you for tuning into the podcast where we are going to be exposing the current trends, challenges, and the future of conferences. As well, I'll be having candid conversations with industry experts that will elevate your events and help you create partnerships that expand beyond the calendar year. I'm really happy to have you listening today. And I hope you benefit from today's episode as well as future episodes. Thank you for joining me for another episode of our virtual event series. This mini series was designed to help event organizers who are currently facing event cancellations and are looking for ways to transition their events to the online space. As well, for any organizer who is looking to either add a virtual event to their event calendar or looking to offer a hybrid of virtual sponsorships once live events are back up and running. So no matter what category you fall into, if you're looking to build a virtual sponsorship package for your organization and events, this is the episode for you. On today's episode, I'll be discussing virtual event sponsorships. I'm going to help you build out your virtual event sponsorship package and give you 10 examples of some unique and innovative virtual sponsorship offerings. I'll show you how to create value for your stakeholders and give you some key items that you can offer in your benefits. And finally, I'll give you some suggestions on how to determine the appropriate costs for your virtual event sponsorships. So let's first talk about how you're going to build out your virtual sponsorship package. There are two primary ways you can go about this. You can either use tiers, which is basically a hierarchy of sponsorships, which is categorized by cost and benefits, or you can create an a la carte model, which allows the prospective sponsor to pick out which sponsorship best suits their goals and budget. Since tiers have a little bit more involvement in the setup, I'm going to start off with this model. Tiers are probably the most commonly used structure when it comes to sponsorships. In order to structure events by tiers, you will need to come up with the names to give each tier. For example, a common set of names are diamond, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze. However, you can use other labels and get pretty creative around the names depending on the event theme. I've seen companies use gemstones, for example, ruby, emerald, sapphire, or names that relate to their event. If it was a sporting event, such as baseball, they might use the labels Grand Slam or Home Run to identify the various sponsorship tiers. Next is to determine how many event sponsorship package of each tier level you need to sell in order to achieve your revenue goals. The last area you will want to focus on is to determine the number of benefits that a sponsor will receive with each tier. Typically, the tier with the highest cost would receive the highest value and visibility. Now, if you decide that you prefer the a la carte model to build out your sponsorship package, you will still want to list out the quantity of each item that is available along with the cost. One of the things I do want to recommend is if you are able to showcase on your website the available quantity versus the number of sponsorship purchased, this is extremely valuable as it creates an exclusivity to the sponsorship. As well, it might also get the purchaser of the sponsorship to actually purchase more quickly because they can see how quickly the sponsorship is selling. So for example, you might have a virtual sponsorship that has three sponsorship opportunities within that sponsorship tier. If a potential prospect was to see that two out of the three sponsorships for that tier have sold, they might be more inclined to purchase faster because they don't wanna miss out on that opportunity. Next step in building out your sponsorship packages is to put together 
your list of available items. So today I'm gonna walk you through different sponsorship types that you can either use in the a la carte model or that you can build into your tiered sponsorship packages. As well on the website, I will actually be providing you with a complete list of sponsorship offerings that you can use for your own event. All you'll have to do is price them according to your event, which I'll get to later. Please remember that all of the sponsorships that we will be discussing in this next segment are going to be based on your event software capabilities. And so you'll want to be sure to contact your event software provider to make sure that these opportunities are available before you start selling them. That's really important because not all platforms are alike. The first event sponsorship offering that I'll be talking about is having a conference on-demand sponsor. They're the premier sponsor of the virtual event. Basically, their logo and their name are the most visible on every piece of information sent out prior to the event, as well as promoted on the main screen of your virtual event. And then you can also have additional sponsors underneath that, but you would want to make sure that that person who you're selling the sponsorship package to is aware that there are additional opportunities. And so that they're, they're not just looking at it as they're the only sponsor of the event. The second sponsorship package are registration pages. Just like a face-to-face -face event, virtual events also will require someone to register. And your event most likely will have a registration website and you can potentially build in a sponsorship package that showcases the sponsor logo on all the event registration communications prior to the event. And if you can provide links to the sponsor page within your communication welcome letter or your thank you for registering email, that's just gonna provide the sponsor more recognition and more value because then you can link their logo or their banner ad on those emails and on those communications to their websites, to their products, to their services. The third is banner ads. You can have rotating banner ads that are sponsored between sessions they can also appear at the bottom of the screen during sessions. Again, this is something that you're gonna to wanna to check with your software platform. Some will accommodate several banner ads per event. Some will do it by day. Number four, transition slides. Typically between sessions or during the keynote and the breakout sessions or the breakout sessions, and then sometimes you'll have networking breaks, there will be transition slides. Similar to the banner ads, you can have sponsor slides in between your sessions to highlight sponsors. Both banner ads and sessions typically allow you to have links to the sponsor pages, but again, those will need to be determined by your event software provider and just make sure that those areas can be branded and then how many you can have either per day or per event. Number five, speaking opportunities. So these are extremely popular, not only for live events, but for virtual events as well. And they can be priced at a higher value because they give your sponsor an opportunity to be positioned as a thought leader in your industry. And um, speaking opportunities also give them huge access to your attendees. So depending on where you are in planning your event, you can either offer a speaking opportunity from your main stage, so as one of the keynote presentations, or in one of your smaller concurrent or breakout sessions. One thing I would suggest, not only for the virtual events, but for your live events too, if you have a programming team that usually builds out the program of your event, if you can work with them to set aside several breakout sessions that are specific for sponsorship only, that is huge for creating more revenue but gives them a guaranteed slot in their programs. Another thing I would do is not necessarily emphasize the fact 
that the speaking opportunity is sponsored. What I've noticed in the past is when a session is sponsored and it's promoted that way, the attendees won't go to it because they, they think that they're going to be sold to, even if that's not the case. A few suggestions in this situation, I would recommend subtly highlighting that the event is sponsored, but not necessarily calling it out as a sponsored session. And making sure that your sponsor speaks to topics that are of high importance to the industry or current topics and trends that are of high importance to the attendee at the time. But you really want to get them to speak to topics important of the industry because you're again putting them in a highly visible position to where they can be thought of as a thought leader and that'll automatically generate more interest for them. Number six, a break chat host. A lot of times during your event, you will have opportunities to break into smaller networking groups or most event platforms will have the opportunity to break out into other um, what they call rooms and they can actually have a moderator. And so a break chat host, this sponsorship, you could allow the sponsor to post questions, upload documents, foster dialogue and create important connections with your attendees. And then something else you might wanna do is have an organization representative serving as the moderator with your sponsor so that there's just more facilitated communication. And then your sponsor will have the ability to not only engage with your attendees, but to be recognized as the breakout sponsor so they might be able to brand the virtual chat rooms and then be able to brand you know, some of those screens as they transition into the breakout. Number seven would be virtual trade show. If you have a trade show component at your event and you want to include an offering to include your exhibitors, this is a great way to do that. So offering opportunities for companies to be featured in an online trade show environment where they can market their product and services to attendees. And depending on the platform, they can list their company listing. Sometimes they can list their preferred URL, so a link to their website. I've seen platforms that allow for virtual business cards to be exchanged so a company can upload their staff information and then an attendee can also upload their information that they can connect once the event is over and then they can also schedule one-to-one -one appointments with the attendees. Number eight is virtual happy hours, stretch breaks, and my favorite, which is a dance party. So these are just a few of my favorite sponsorships because they're super creative, but they also create a unique opportunity for your stakeholder as these events tend to be a little bit more relaxed or not so content driven and you can get really creative. So my idea for the virtual DJ dance party is that during one of your breaks, you could actually have a DJ who's performing live and be playing the music through the audio so that your attendees can hear it. And you can engage your attendees by actually having them take pictures of themselves and then posting that on your social media feed. And it's just a great way to get them to interact with the other attendees of the event. And it's a great way to get other people who are not at the event kind of have that FOMO of look what I missed out on. Like I wish I had participated in that and, and hopefully sign up for your next event. Number eight is surprise and delight. 
So everybody loves a good surprise. Even at a live event, you enjoy those moments. They aren't necessarily put into the schedule. It's something that's not really, like you know it's planned because you're the event organizer, but your attendees don't know that there's something exciting that's about to take place. So why not surprise your attendees in your virtual event? So some examples could be that during one of your breakouts, you give away some wireless earbuds. You might give everybody a coupon for a discount on your next event or complimentary registration. So again, just kind of doing something to surprise your attendees, do something that's a little bit unexpected. Again, the virtual dance party, that's something completely unexpected and that could be a surprise and delight. And number 10, so virtual event swag. Like a face-to-face -face event, your attendees will all love the goodies they can pick up from a virtual event. Much like your giveaway bags that you give out on site where, you know, inside might have your conference program, it might have some special knickknacks from your sponsors or from your exhibitors. A virtual event bag would have a virtual event swag. So it can include a variety of items and you can have your sponsors pay to include those items. So your sponsors can pay a small fee to include coupons, vouchers, product discounts, giveaway items, whatever it is that you would like to include in the swag bag. But again, this is your opportunity to get really creative and really showcase your event personality and theme. This past weekend, I actually signed up for a virtual event and one of the activities was to participate in a virtual photo booth provided by one of their vendors. And that was such a fun and unique way to get attendees involved. Not only did the attendee get to share that they were participating in the event, but the sponsor actually was able to collect all of the data provided by the attendee. You know, we had to go in, we had to fill out our email address so that we received the photo from the virtual event. They had a template. So you basically uploaded your photo and then it went on to the conference template, but then you had to enter all of your information to get that virtual photo image. And so that was definitely a win-win, something for the attendee. The attendee got something out of it and then the sponsor. So that's definitely something I'm going to be looking into my next virtual event. And I'll definitely see if I can find that vendor name and I'll put that on the website as well. So definitely be looking to the website for some of these suggestions. Think outside the box when it comes to your sponsorship offerings. There are so many additional sponsorship items that I would love to cover. Due to timing, I will post them on my website, exposedconferencespodcast.buzzsprout.com. So be sure to check that out. Once you've determined which sponsorships best fit your event and could generate some revenue, you will then have to create some value surrounding your sponsorship offerings. You know, you can't just say, here are the sponsorships, here's what the cost is. Your stakeholders, your sponsors are really gonna be looking to you for the ROI, the return on investment. Many of the virtual software platforms will already have some sort of built-in analytics that you can give to your sponsors. But here are a few other things you can do to provide value. So a few suggestions that you can offer your stakeholders are one, complimentary virtual registrations that they can offer to their staff or to their clients to participate in the virtual event. This goes a long way. I know we do this at my events. You know, we usually offer them free registrations or complimentary registrations to attend. The same as with a face-to-face -face event, 
offer your stakeholders complimentary virtual registrations. Again, they can pass those along to their staff who wanted to participate in the educational sessions. They can pass this along to clients. That's a huge value for your sponsors. Another suggestion would be to provide your sponsors with some of your attendee data. One way you can do this is giving them your attendee mail list. You know, this one is of course what policies and restrictions you have around data privacy and so forth within your organization. If you're able to build into your registration page an opt-out section, you then might be able to provide your sponsor with the actual list of attendees who are coming to your event. Some companies provide email addresses, mine does not. So we will give them everything but email and phone numbers. We'll give them the attendee name, company or organization name. We'll give them some general demographics that the, that the attendee has provided. And then we will give them the physical mailing address. So again, my organization does not provide emails or phone numbers, but it just depends on your data privacy policies. Another offering that you can provide to your sponsors that's already built into your virtual event platform is the links to their pages. So most likely, if they're sponsoring a banner ad or if they're sponsoring one of those slides between sessions or if they're participating pretty much in any capacity of your virtual event, most likely you will be able to give them the report on the analytics for their event. So they can actually see how many people went to the event or how many people saw their banner ad or clicked on their ad that then went to their website. So the nice thing about virtual events is you can actually give them a lot of valuable analytics and key insights into how their sponsorship performed. You can also offer sponsor an opportunity to do a Q&A or to share a white paper that can be circulated through your organization newsletter. This might be something else that you might, if you did a tiered sponsorship with those sponsorship categories of diamond, platinum, gold, these might be some of the items that you might place at a higher value, as well as the attendee mail list. Depending on the sponsorship tier, you might offer the full list to those sponsors who had purchased a higher sponsorship tier and maybe a partial list to those who purchased one of the lower level tiers. Think about what your event is and then really coming up with unique and creative ways to get your sponsors involved. And there's nothing wrong with asking your sponsor what their goals are for the event and then helping them to customize their benefits. You know, asking them what, what they want to achieve and then figuring out a way you can work together to build out those sponsorship packages. So now that you've built out your virtual event sponsorships and have created packages that will create value to your sponsor, you now need to price the sponsorship accordingly. So how do you do that? Sponsorship price is sort of two factors. One is figuring out the cost to your organization. And then two is figuring out the value and exposure that it can give to your sponsor. So for example, if your event has over 20,000 virtual attendees, and they are high level, you know, CEOs, VPs, and they have the ability to make purchasing decisions. So these are really high level prospects, right, for your sponsor. You might be able to price something like your virtual on-demand sponsorship for twenty to $30,000. You know, if you're getting a lot of eyeballs on your virtual event, 
and you're getting a lot of people going and you're getting a lot of people clicking on the different links and going to the sponsor website, you will be able to price it a lot higher than if you, let's say, had 500 attendees in the same industry with mid-level or beginner level attendees who don't have purchasing value proposition. It just depends. You know, you might have 500 attendees at your virtual event, but again, you might be bringing in the big guys who can actually make the purchasing decisions and so forth. So you really have to look at your event and see, again, you know, what is it to cost to you? And then two, determining the exposure and the value. And remember, in regards to pricing, you can always start off with a relatively smaller price point. And then once you have the data, once you do this one time, if you plan on doing multiple events, then you can increase your cost. So you don't have to start big. And if you do start big, remember you can always negotiate. If you notice that you, know, you priced all these sponsorships out, and nobody's really purchasing them, yet they seem interested in the sponsorship, you're getting all these calls of interest for the sponsorship, that just might mean that you need to have a conversation to see where their budget is versus where you've priced it at. So again, kind of going back to, there's no reason why you can't just have a conversation with your prospects, with your sponsors, um, with your existing stakeholders to kind of get more information and help you build out these sponsorship packages. There are so many great ideas out there and new sponsorships to be added as we continue to navigate the online space. The great benefit to virtual events is that most event software platforms are already equipped with analytics and the ability to provide the return on investment, you know, that sometimes is hard to do at a live event. Therefore, you might actually be able to increase the value of your sponsorships simply by having it online. I want to emphasize that you need to have a conversation when you're first building out your virtual event. And I encourage you to listen to yesterday's episode on building out your virtual event. If you haven't ever hosted one before, you know, it really gives you step-by-step planning and building out your virtual event. One of the biggest things is you're gonna want to have this conversation in the early stages of selecting your software so that you can make sure that a lot of these sponsorships can be included in your event because you might purchase a software that is is limited. So again, having the conversation in the initial stages of setting up your event is going to be key. And there are quite a few considerations to look at when setting out your virtual event packages. However, use this time to really get creative and really rethink your events. Sponsors are a crucial component of any event and now is the time to look at how you can use this opportunity to leverage your events to further your sponsorship revenue. Face-to-face events will be back, but designing your virtual platforms now will not only give you greater possibilities to draw sponsorship revenue, but create a hybrid of sponsorship offerings once live events do return. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. 
I hope you found some valuable takeaways. Be sure to check out the website, exposedconferencespodcast.buzzsprout.com, where I will be highlighting all the sponsorships discussed on today's episode, along with some additional sponsorship offerings that you can today take and start building out your virtual event platform. Thank you for listening to Exposed. Tune in every Tuesday to hear a new episode and join in on the conversation at exposedconferencespodcast.buzzsprout.com.